Welcome to Frolic Harder, and welcome to You're Not Around for Your Fro... You're going to dub Take that. two. Take, Take two. two. <laughs> and welcome to You're Not From Around Here, are you? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it-ish. <laughs> I mean, got there eventually. That's fine. My name is Matt. Joined... I don't have anything classy or clever to say this time. We're joined by Brennan. Brennan's here. Hi, I'm here. Producer Moo is here. Moo, hello. We're here. You know, you have, you have no idea what we're talking about today, do you? Not a absolutely clue. Neither of you guys do. Should we take some guesses? <clears throat> I mean, sure. Based, Go for it. Based, take a shot. Based, all right. Based on the title, let's see. You're not from around here, are you? I have to say this. Um, Immigrant crisis in the United States. Nailed it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. Yeah, so. Moo? Uh, Any guesses? ISIS? Me? What? <laughs> the ISIS? No, what? I was asking I, about a crisis. I was, I, there's no crisis. I got there's nothing. There's no crisis. I got, I got nothing, really. All right. Well, we're, we're going to talk about a man today. Uh, are you guys familiar with the name Kenneth Arnold? No. Ken Arnold. No. Oh, Tom good. Arnold's brother. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about uh, Ken Arnold today. And uh, this guy was uh, an American aviator, businessman, and politician. Uh, he was born way back, way back in 1915. Okay. So he's, he's, he had seen some things before his uh, demise in 1984 at the, the ripe old age of 68. So this is a guy who is best known for making what is generally considered the first widely reported modern UFO sighting in the United States. Oh, yeah. This is something. After claiming to have seen nine unusual objects flying in tandem near Mount Rainier in Washington uh, back on June 24th, 1947. After his alleged sighting, Arnold investigated several reports of UFOs, writing and speaking about the topic for years and years. So he made a whole career about talking about UFOs. Um, he also ran for uh, governor of Idaho and lost. He ran as a, a as a Republican and lost to uh, Democrat W. E. Drevlo. Great uh, name by, by quite a bit. So, but this story is not about his political career. It's about him seeing some seeing some things in the but sky. You, you telling me a conspiracy crazy UFO hunting man didn't run as a Democrat? Not really as crazy as you would think. <laughs> I Surprisingly, mean, this story has been corroborated by several people in different locations. So, that's cool. yeah, exactly. So it might not be as conspiracy laden as you think. I mean, obviously, there are conspiracy theorists and people with their tinfoil hats on. So, you know, I love hats. Do you have a tinfoil hat? I can't say that I do. Uh, you needed one for this episode. <laughs> So, like I said, the sighting occurred back on June 24th in 1947 when, uh, oh, yeah, oh, producer Moo's on it. We got the tinfoil hat. There we go. His headwear is always on point. It's so good. Ladies. <laughs> Why did you have foil out of, like, arms reach? It was part of my lighting stuff. I was using it as a reflector. Oh, that's, that's clever. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right. So, back in 1947... Uh, he was flying uh, his his plane. He was a private pilot. Uh, where when he claimed to have seen a string of nine shiny UFOs flying past Mount Rainier at speeds that Arnold estimated at a minimum of one thousand two hundred miles per hour. That's fast. This was this is really fast, man. It's faster than those NASCAR drivers we talked about in the last episode. So, um, so this was the first post World War II sighting in the U.S. Garnered nationwide coverage. Uh, is credited with being the first of the modern era of UFO sightings, including numerous reported sightings over the next two or three weeks after that. Uh, Ken had a description of the objects. Uh, it also led to the press quickly coining terms such as flying saucer and flying disc as popular descriptive, uh, descriptive terms of UFOs. So he's, he's, got some, he's got some things to spill. So Back on this day, June 24th, 47, he was flying from uh, Chehalis, Washington to Yakima, Washington, 
in a Cal Air A2 uh, aircraft, which is like a small prop plane on a business trip, made a brief detour after learning of a $5,000 reward, which is equivalent of $61,000 today, for the discovery of a U.S. Marine Corps C-46 transport airplane that had crashed near Mount Rainier. So he was basically like, oh, there's a bounty out to find it. There's money involved. I'm going to take a quick detour, see if I see anything. Yeah, he was just seeing what he could find for some money. So the the skies were completely clear, mild wind. I mean, it was really good conditions for him to possibly cash in on some some money here if he could see a a downed aircraft. So a few minutes before 3 p.m., so middle of the afternoon, uh, at about 9,200 feet in elevation uh, near Mineral, Washington, he gave up his search and started heading eastwards back towards uh, Yakima. He said, fuck this. I can't find it. I'm just going home. Uh, he saw a bright flashing light, though, similar to sunlight reflecting in a mirror. He was afraid he might dangerously might be dangerously close to another aircraft. So he thought it was like another plane mm-hmm. that he could only see the lights of. So he scanned the skies around him. He could only see a DC-4 to his left and behind him about 15 miles away. So that was the only aircraft on the radar nothing else out there so about 30 seconds after seeing the first flash of light he saw a series of bright flashes in the distance off to his left his left uh north of mount rainier which was then he estimated to be 20 20 to 25 miles away uh he thought they might be reflections of his on his airplane's windows but a few quick tests rocking his airplane side to side removing his eyeglasses, uh, rolling down the side windows on the aircraft, because in these old planes, you can just roll down the window if you want, which is pretty sweet. Imagine just, like, flying an airplane, your elbows hanging out the window, like you just... (laughs) Bring back old-timey airplanes. I want uh, windows going down. I want a cigarette ashtray on my armrest. Yeah, just bring it back back. to the... Yeah, just bring Bring it back. back to the old ways. The old ways are sometimes better. So... The reflections cl- uh, came from flying objects, though. He, he had determined that after doing several tests, and nothing changed. So he tried to tried to rule everything out and couldn't. So they flew in a long chain. Arnold, uh, for a moment, considered that might, they might be a flock of geese. Uh, quickly ruled that out for a number of reasons, including the altitude, uh, the bright glint, and obviously the very fast speed. So he's doing everything the right way to rule out, like, this is something I can easily determine mm-hmm. what it is. So, but he can't do it. He can't figure it out. So, he thought they might be a new type of jet. Started looking in, uh, intently for like a tail and like a, a logo on the tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't find any though. So he's he's done every checklist thing possible for like is this a plane or could it be a you know flock of geese coming at you? None of the above. So flock of seagulls. It was a flock of seagulls, and they ran so far away. Um, but this whole cluster, this line of, of unidentified flying objects, seagulls, uh, Uh seagulls, uh, quickly approached Rainier and then passed in front, um, usually appearing dark in profile against the bright white snow field covered Rainier. It's got a lot of snow on top. Um, but occasionally still giving off bright light flashes as they flipped and around erratically and everything. So they're, they're moving around and he can see that it is something out there. You ever uh, notice these UFOs are always sort of flying erratically? Right. I mean, they're, they're never. Drunk. Yeah, they're just drunk, man. The aliens are drunk. Why? Why are they always drunk? I don't know. So, but they are. So sometimes he said he could see them on edge when they were when they seemed to be really thin. So instead of flying like that, they, you know, do like a ninety degree turn. And I don't know. He, he had a really good description of everything. Um, practically invisible at that point because he could see him only like coming at you like that instead of flat. So really thin. Uh, according to a man named Jerome Clark, Arnold described them as a series of objects with convex shapes, though he later revealed that one object differed uh, by seeing a crescent-shaped object. So one of them was different than the rest. Several years later, Arnold would state that he likened their movement to saucers on skipping water, like you're skipping rocks on water, basically. Um, without comparing their actual shapes to saucers. Uh, Initial quotes from him do indeed have him comparing the saucer to a disc or a pie pan or half moon, uh, generally convex and thin. So he's got really good descriptions of everything. He, based off of the speed he was going, he could kind of gauge how fast they were going. 
distance and everything he used mount rainier so he's he's doing everything right to try and figure out what this is uh so using a specific cowling fastener which is what attached the propeller to the plane as a gauge to compare the nine objects to the distant dc4 arnold estimated their uh, angular size as slightly smaller than a dc4 which is like one of those big military planes uh, about the uh, the width between the outer engines, which was about 60 feet uh, in, in width. He also said that he realized the objects would have to be quite large to see any details at that distance. Uh, and later, after comparing notes with an, uh, a United Airlines crew that had a similar sighting 10 days earlier, uh, placed the absolute size as larger than a DC-4 airliner or greater than 100 feet in length. So is some big boys out there. Uh, Army Air Force analysts would deter, uh, estimate 140 to 280 feet based on analysis of human visual acuity and uh, other sighting details. So this is being looked into, essentially, like the, the United States Air Force is in on it now. He's He's got the word out. So this is not just some, like, story that he told his friends, you know, like, them UFOs, they're out there. I sent yeah. them. So it's, it's got he's a little already running up the... Yeah. Yeah. He's. I assume the Air Force needed to hide some assets. Maybe. I mean, it's it's very well possible that 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 could be it, man. It was just maybe they were doing test flights or something, but. Hot air balloon. uh, But yeah, Chinese weather balloon. (laughs) Nine of them. Um, So later he said the objects were grouped together. um, As another man, Ted Blocher, wrote. Uh, in a diagonally stepped down echelon formation stretched out over a distance that he later calculated to be about five miles. So the whole line was about five miles long of saucers there. Uh, They were moving on a more or less level horizontal plane. So they were traveling as a plane or a flying object would. Uh, He said the object, we, the objects weave from side to side, like the tail of a Chinese kite, you know, like those dragon kites that you know do that yeah. thing. So that's how he said that this line of objects were, were traveling so um so that's what he stated they, uh darting through the valleys and, and around similar mountain peaks they would occasionally flip on or, or bank on their edges in unison so it was like they were all sounds synchronized like, together yeah sounds like watching the blue angels before they were yeah blue. exactly exactly like the blue angels I of the thunderbirds the blue angels yeah it's a really good show man it's a great childhood memory yeah, it's one of the few things that's nice about living near a municipal airport. You see that stuff. Yeah, you get the fun little air shows. Yeah, so they were all flying in unison. Uh, they turn whenever they turned or maneuvered, causing almost blindingly bright or mirror-like flashes of light because they kept flipping on its edge and reflecting the sun back. Um, the encounter gave uh, Arnold a, a feeling, a really eerie feeling, like he was a little bit creeped out over it. Uh, suspected he had seen test flights of uh, new U.S. military aircraft, kind of how producer Moo was saying. Like, that was his assumption. So, you know, can't see it on radar. Maybe it's new tech. They're all flying in unison. So it's... At least he's you know. going about it logically, yeah. Right, right. He's going through the checklist, so... Uh, but as the objects passed Mount Rainier, Air, uh, Arnold t- turned his plane southward on a more or less parallel course with them. Uh, it was at that point where he opened his side window and began observing the objects, unobstructed by any glass that might have produced reflections. So, see it on the window, right? Okay, maybe it's like, whatever, condensation, it's little drips that he's seeing. Open the window, nope, they're, they're still out there. So, he's, he's checking that off the list. <clears throat> so, according to uh, Arnold, the objects did not disappear and continued to move very rapidly southward, uh, continuously moving forward of his position. Curious about their speed, he began to time their rate of passage. He said that they moved uh, from Mount Rainier to Mount Adams, where they faded away from view at that point, a distance of about 50 miles in one minute and 42 seconds, which, according to the clock on his uh, instrumental panel, he was able to determine. uh, When he later had time to do the actual calculation and the math about this, the speed was over 1,700 miles per hour. So this was about three times faster than any manned aircraft in 1947. So okay. this is a while ago. So there's nothing that exists that goes that speed. What was that? Uh, so miles is just over Mach 1? It's 1,700 miles, I guess. I don't know. Oh, it's close to like Mach 2 then. That's fast. That's what it is. So not knowing exactly the distance where the object faded from view, uh, he conservatively and arbitrarily rounded this down to 1,200 miles, which I initially stated. 
uh, still faster than any known aircraft, which had yet to break the sound barrier. So these they're fast. Yeah, they're, they're going fast here. So then he started sharing his story after this. So the word started to get out. So when he landed in Yakima, he described what he had seen uh, to a number of his pilot friends. Uh, who suggested that maybe uh, he had seen guided missiles or a new airplane being secretly developed by the U.S. Army. Uh, after, rule, uh, after refueling, he continued on his way to an air show down in Pendleton, Oregon. Uh, he was first interviewed by reporters the next day, so June 25th, uh, when he went to the office of East, the East Oregonian in uh, Pendleton. Uh, any skepticism that reporters might have harbored evaporated when they interviewed Arnold at length. As historian Mike Dash uh, records, Arnold had the makings of a very reliable witness. He was a respected businessman and a very experienced pilot. Seems to be neither exaggerating what he had seen nor adding any sensational details to his report. He also gave the impression of being a careful observer. Uh, the details impressed the newspapermen who interviewed him and lent credibility to his report. So this this guy who wrote for this newspaper said, this is a pretty credible story. I'll, I'll write this and print it. Uh, so then he, uh, he went speaking to a reporter for the Associated uh, Press. Arnold said, the whole thing has gotten way out of hand. Uh, I want to talk to the FBI or someone. Half the people look at me as a combination of Einstein, Flash Gordon, and a complete screwball. Uh, I wonder what my wife back in Idaho thinks. And that's what he was quoted saying. So maybe go fucking visit your wife. Dum dum. Maybe go to Idaho and say hi to your wife. Yeah. So ask, <laughs> ask her yourself. You I wonder what she thinks of me. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. Just dead, dead, yeah. Can't call her on the phone or go see her. You're I'm a wealthy businessman that flies around for a living. Yeah. And I, I can't go and fly over to Idaho. I can't be bothered with my wife at this point. This is what he was saying. So apparently. <laughs> it checks out for the forties. Yeah. yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah, this is all making sense here. So uh, then he started getting corroborations. So the Portland, Oregon journal, a journal reported on July fourth, receiving a letter from an LG Bernier of Richland, Washington. So about one hundred and ten miles east of Mount Adams and one hundred and forty miles southeast of Mount Rainier. So kind of in the, the sweet spot. Let's point out first, so far in your report, there have been two people mentioned. Their f names are just two letters. They don't have a name. There was a W-E. That's how it was in the 40s, bro. And an LG. <laughs> poor, poor producer moves over here trying to secure the name Jack for his child. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he he should have come with like a DW or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the dude that like stole the money and jumped out of a plane? Uh, oh, uh, DB, DB, DB uh, Cooper, DB Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, you could. Yeah, DB. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Loki. So that is also true. It was. It, it was proven. It, it was, was Loki. That's true. But I digress. So uh, back on track here. Bernier wrote that he saw three of the strange objects over Richland flying almost edgewise towards Mount Rainier. Uh, about one half hour before Arnold. So the flight path checked out from a completely different person who didn't know who Arnold was at the time. Uh, Bernier thought that they were, uh, that the three were part of a larger formation. Uh, he indicated that they were traveling at a high rate of speed. I've seen the P-38 disappear seemingly in, in, on one horizon and then gone to the opposite horizon in no time at all. And the P-38 hauled ass back in the day. So those were really fast planes. Uh, but these discs were certainly traveling faster than any P-38 I had ever seen, which had a maximum speed of about 440 miles per hour. Can you imagine being on a plane in 1947 pulling 440 so miles an hour? Right? Just badass. Hauling ass. <laughs> uh, so he said, no doubt uh, what Mr. Arnold saw uh, just a few minutes or seconds later, according to that speed, corroborated this report. Uh, the previous day, Bernier had also spoken to his local newspaper, the Richland Washington Villager, uh, and was among the first witnesses to suggest <laughs> extraterrestrial origins. I believe, quoted saying, I believe it may be a visitor from another planet. So we're, we're starting to say, yeah, it might not be from, they might not be from around here. So I'm not um, saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. It was aliens, yeah, so. 
about 60 miles west northwest of Richland in Yakima, Washington, a woman named Ethel Wheelhouse. Great name. Totally great. sounds like a that's, great, that's right. a, Ethel, that's a top Ethel five Wheelhouse. name in Frog Harder history. Right. Ethel Wheelhouse. Uh, likewise reported sighting uh, several flying discs moving at fantastic speeds at around the same time as Arnold's sighting. So she reported this on the ground when he was seeing it in the sky. So this is coming from different angles now. When the when military intelligence began investigating Arnold's sighting in early July, they found yet another witness from the area, a member of the Washington State Forest Service, who had been on a fire watch at the tower in Diamond Gap, about 20 miles south of Yakima, reported seeing flashes at about 3 p.m., which is right when Arnold said uh, that he saw them, on the 24th over Mount Rainier or exactly the same time as Arnold's sighting. What's his name? Uh, uh, it doesn't have I, – I, I haven't been able to see a name for this one, but it was it was a person in, in Yakima. G.H. Goodfellow. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. like Mr. Deeds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so another person, Sidney B. Gallagher in Washington State, uh, reported seeing nine shiny disks uh, flash by to the north as well. So several people at this point. Other Seattle area newspapers also reported the sightings of flashing, rapidly moving unknown objects on the same day, uh, but not at the same time as Arnold's sighting. Most of these sightings were over Seattle or west of Seattle in the town of Bremerton. Uh, either that morning or at night that same day, though. The primary corroborative sighting, however, occurred 10 days later on the 4th of July. So Ind- Independence Day. This is when the aliens came down. This is when they, uh, this is their preferred time of the year. This is their preferred time of the year to, to come to America, at least. So a United Airlines crew uh, was flying over Idaho en route to Seattle. Uh, also spotted five to nine disc-like objects that placed their uh, plane about 10 to 15 minutes before suddenly disappearing. So it was just cruising with this plane and then disappeared. So I, I, I don't know, man. This is this is sounded like aliens to me. I saw a shiny object flying in the skies today on the way to the library that just kind of disappeared. Aliens, I dude. I also... You think it was aliens? I live near Nellis, where they do lots of test flights. So, so do you think it was an alien? Do you think they were testing an alien spacecraft that we've recovered? I mean, I didn't know what it was, so I would call it an unidentified flying object. But that is the definition of it if you don't know what it is? Yeah, I don't know. Are there a lot of these sightings in other countries? I have to think there's at least an equal I, amount, right? We just don't hear about them. Why don't we hear about them? Like we hear about news from other countries. All the time. Why not UFOs? Just, like, I'm sure that everybody else, like in other countries, knows of like Area 51 in Roswell, right? Right. Right. It's got to be like so. a, a thing. So I don't know. Maybe we're special. Maybe they only come here because because we have freedom. Because we have freedom. It's it's freedom is what we have. So there's a lot of it. They're like, oh, we can uh, pick on these I mean, these ones. I feel like, yeah, I feel we, like we probably just things. hear about the American stuff. You know. That's what I'm thinking is what they probably hear about what they, they have in their area. We also have quite a lot of secret military shit going on around us, and we're a big-ass country. True that. Yeah, yeah, we are. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's, like, it's like all the girth. Europeans being like, hey, why don't you guys ride your bicycles and shit? I'm like, because France is literally the size of, like, four of our states, right? Like. You, you, they don't grasp the size of this shit. You live in Texas, dude. Like that fucking it take. It literally took like a day and a half to get across Texas. It was literally like, it's a lot. I think like fifty percent of the road trip when I drove to the East Coast was Texas. That is accurate. Yeah, it's it's big. Yeah, it's girthy. Just, we got a lot of girth. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a lot of length, but very girthy. Yeah, not a lot of length. We're like a like a Coke can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's been half crushed. Yeah, it's been half crushed. <laughs> it's like yeah. the Coke can minis. Yeah, got the right like kind of width to it, but yeah, it half like, we're not the, we're not going to hit the top of the country. You guys are like a Foster's like, beer can. <laughs> Aren't the Fosters the tall boys though? No, they're just fat, man. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, you can get the. Uh, I don't. Know. They're girthy. We're like a, we're like a mini yeah, keg. Yeah, you guys are like a pony keg. I love a pony keg. Yeah, who doesn't? Right. All right, back on track here. With okay. the tab gold on the top. 
Yes. Can you shotgun so, a mini keg? That would be a lot of beer still. I mean, that would be a devastatingly. I feel like producer Moon is primed to shotgun a mini keg. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's possible. I did some pretty dumb things. In- I was say, Charlemagne? How much? Wait, wait, producer. Char- how much beer is in a mini keg? Uh, I don't know, but Charlemagne held two forties and like two extra bottles of Corona. So, uh, do you remember Charlemagne, Brennan? I don't know if Brennan was around for Charlemagne, but that was a mail party. Doesn't ring a bell. Do you remember when I worked at um uh, the the nursery? No, oh, the plant was, was, was okay. I was there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. One hundred sixty-nine. So oh, but that's like a proper mini keg. We're talking about like oh, the, yeah, a, we're talking about the ones you can buy at the store. The Foster's like mini keg. Right? Yeah, yeah, like the bunny. As usually, yeah. Foster's, Heineken are the or Bud Light. Nine hundred and no, no fucking way. <laughs> it's a lot of beer, man. The mini like it, it's twenty-three. The little baby no. mini kegs. Are you talking about the ones that are like that big that you can buy it like? Yeah, at, you can buy at the grocery store. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it, that's like a few forties, right? I probably could. I probably could have put one of those into a into a beer bong and done it. Char Charlemagne was okay. six feet long with like a two inch uh, mini keg with two inch like two like, a, like a butt beer bong. Okay, mini keg is uh, five liters. That's a Which lot of liquid, dude. Is the equivalent of 14 12 ounce pours. But is that like the proper mini keg that you would put in like a, a little kegerator? That's what I'm saying. Like, because the. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that one. Okay. Uh, no, that's what they are. So I pulled up the. Here's the Heineken one. Okay. Yeah. So those hold 14 12 ounce pours. I mean, it's possible. Charlemagne held a lot of fucking beer. But I don't want to know if it can hold it. So you think? No, is I it possible did to shock so, one? Okay, that's true. What? What is? So that's basically the same thing, though, as doing a beer bong. So that's why you I'm would going like off see of. your stomach get distended by all the beer as it fills up. That's so much. I liquid. didn't feel good afterwards. We did that like first thing in the party, and I felt absolutely fucking horrible for the yeah, rest of it. It's that's when you had your idea. little SpongeBob Wendy's on. Yeah. Oh, that. I re- that was the, yeah i remember that party that was like that weird underwear party that was the risky business party one of the our risky, friends had a really just good a time white just a white business shirt with just tidy whities on <laughs> sliding yeah. across the living room floor with just socks you just what had the spongebob tidy whities uh, that was <laughs> i feel like that was a party of first for at least one of our friends yep sure that's a true statement <laughs> all right so it's get... possible for producer move to shotgun a mini cake it's, it's been mathematically proven that at one time he may have been able to do this <laughs> it, it probably, yeah it, i wouldn't recommend it <laughs> I, I, to any kids out there six foot mega bong like beer bongs just say no it, just it's say not, no say <laughs> it's not there's just I mean, there's better things for you to do you could just like drink your beer and enjoy I mean, it you like you're not with, proving anything to anybody but you can go yeah. with edward 40 hands and just you know do the duct taping 40s to your hands sure yeah you could do that that's fine yeah you could that's or cool. i think as brandon was suggesting like you get just take your one can just enjoy just it enjoy it beers have to enjoy no, no one's in a, no one's racing this isn't a race no. You're not cold. You you're not, not cold trickle. All, all you, all you okay. high school kids drinking your beer, or your college students out there drinking your beer. I don't know. We, what we've Brennan's, done what you did. Nothing comes good from it. Just I don't enjoy know what your Brennan's beer. palate was, but I know Matt's palate was not the type to just drink a beer back. Oh, then. I, oh no, I was a beer dude. Like, and even I, I enjoyed beer, but I, I just drank it to get drunk. I didn't actually enjoy it. Oh no, no. all that much. See, I, not, I did, not when I was I, like eighteen, I, twenty. Like. I didn't start. There, really there, there were a lot of like, situations where I, I would drink like a beer more. and Matt would drink wild vines. <laughs> Mostly Matt would drink vodka. That's and vanilla vodka and root beer. <laughs> I don't we suggest had, doing that either. I had a lot of no. Belvedere and a lot of great goose laying around. Oh, so much yeah. great goose. Also a shit ton of pop pop. Oh, so bad. Remember we used to do the hookah and we pour Popov in the water chamber? I don't know why we ever did that. But yeah, I do remember it. I don't know. Hurts my soul. 
Why do people do it? I don't know. Because you can, right? Why does anybody do anything? That's right. All right. So moving on here. Uh, So this guy, Ken Arnold, he started talking about the possible non-earthly origins of what he saw at this point. Ready for aliens? Here we go. I'm ready for alien stuff. So this is back uh, going to July 7th now of 1947. Two stories came out where Arnold raised the topic of possible extraterrestrial origins, both as his opinion and those who had written to him as well. So other people wrote to him saying, hey, I saw what you saw, man. I'm there. I got you. I'm reading what you're putting down. Uh, In an Associated Press story, Arnold said that he had received quantities of fan mail eager to help him solve this mystery. Uh, None of it calling him crazy or anything. Like they were just like, hey, hey, we're on your side, man. We, We seen it. We know what you're talking about. Uh, many of the writers, like like a doomsday preacher, Arnold spoke of uh, place and, and placed a religious interpretation on his sightings, because uh, you know, as he would. Uh, others, uh, he said, suggested the discs were variations from another planet. Uh, oh yeah, there's. Oh my God, that is that is something. I was <laughs> It puts the lotion on the skin before it gets the hose again. <laughs> look, at, look at that thing, dude. That thing was taller than Greg. Like, yeah, that that's huge. I like how you guys had the risky business going, and I'm wearing SpongeBob underwears. It's, it's, oh. it's so good. Where, I feel like... <laughs> right there. That's the shot. Yeah, we'll that's the shot that. that needs to be inserted into this episode right there. It looks like right. when my child wears his little undies. <laughs> <laughs> Those were kid undies. <laughs> That's so good. I feel like I should probably go through Facebook and have all this shit removed, but at the same time, I, I've done that. Memories. I've done that long ago. I don't really care that much. I don't, I don't. If I ever find a respectable enough job, maybe. But I don't think they give too many shits anymore. No, nobody cares. Yolo. <laughs> so, those were those were good times in my life. I like those memories. Nobody can, look look at my engineering prowess, right? <laughs> look, I'm not created. Hey, if they're going on my Facebook, that's on their own volition. I don't have anything related to me on Facebook from like the, the last private, like, fifteen years. There you go. True. Make yeah. sure nobody nobody that you don't know can see it. There, there's a solution right there. True. All right, so other people uh, were corroborating his stories here, and he was telling his his side of everything. Um, a lot of his writers suggested the discs were visitations from another planet, so aliens. Yeah, that's it's crazy that there's witnesses. That's cool. Right, so several other ones, too. <clears throat> so Arnold added that he purchased a movie camera, uh, which he had, uh, which he would now take with him on every single flight. So this is back in 47 where you couldn't just put up, like, for someone yeah, who he, he bought a movie camera to take with him on flights now. For somebody so who way, implied he didn't really like the fame from this, he kind of went out of his way to keep it going. Well, he never said he didn't like the fame. He just didn't go seeking it, I guess. So he uh, bought a camera and went up. Well, he, well, he, bought, he bought a camera. Him. That way he could say, like, if I saw it again, I could record it. And there would be indisputable evidence at that point rather than it's my word. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have cell phones or, or small cameras back then. It was not a thing that your average household had. So we have it now and we haven't actually had any good UFO sightings. So who knows, man? I don't know. You could look up some UFO sightings and they're, they're out there. I do. I gave up on those conspiracy theories a long time ago. Go talk to Tom DeLong. He'll tell you about, he'll tell you about it. Oh, he'll tell you all about the aliens. He'll tell you all. Uh, I like to keep my mind fresh and on things that are relevant. Like aliens. Like aliens. Yeah. It's never aliens. I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, we're going to move forward to him being interviewed by the Chicago Times at this point. So it's it's made its way out to Chicago. It's becoming a national thing. So this is like War of the Worlds fame, like that level of crazy. Um, so Arnold, uh, so this is in quotes by the Chicago Times. Uh, Kenneth Lewis Arnold is not so certain that the strange contraptions are made on this planet. Arnold said he hoped the devices were really the work of the U.S. Army, but he told the Times in a phone conversation, quote, if our government knows anything about these devices, the people should be told at once. A lot of uh, people think a lot of people out there are very much disturbed. Some people think these are objects from another planet. 
uh, but they aren't harming anyone. And I think that it would be wrong, the wrong thing to shoot one of them down if, even if it could be done. So you say they're peaceful. Don't, don't shoot at them. You're, you're going to piss off the aliens and we're going to lose an intergalactic war at this point. Give them a burrito. So so Give them a burrito, going, man. Just be like, hey, try our food. He's going on record saying, hey, American government, please let us don't, know about your top secret. Yeah, let us know, but don't shoot it harm. down because they haven't done anything to harm us. So uh, so going on with him uh, quoted here, their high speed would completely wreck them also. So he's he's basically saying protect the aliens. So rights for aliens over here. Hell yeah. The thing is, is these dudes aren't that advanced though, right? Like what we can do now is about like 10 times what those things could do then. So these advanced aliens came all the way to Earth and could barely do what we can do like 50 years later. Advanced civilizations, man. We don't know how far in the Stone Age we are compared to other, you know. Well, what I'm saying is, is his sighting and the corroboration around his sighting is just shit that we can do now. It's kind of yeah, like maybe. Jesus walking on water and watching sure. a, an illusionist do it. It's today. it's very very possible, but we can only go by what we got here. So, uh, going on, like, uh, quoting in this, this article, I imagine an alien can go faster than Mach two. Pro- probably, I would assume so. They got here from somewhere that we didn't. Know uh, Tom Cruise went existed. Mach ten in the newest in Maverick. Yeah, that's true. And then his plane got tore up, and he landed in the middle of nowhere. Hey, that's just because he pushed <clears> the <throat> limits. He went Mach ten point two. That's why. Mm-hmm. Are you saying he went to the danger zone? He went into the danger zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank All right. you. I'm leaving. Yeah, you're welcome. That was it. Right. That's it. Yep. All right. Uh, so oh, I forgot I have sound effects. You're in trouble do, now. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you gotta give it. You gotta give us a heads <laughs> up. I added that. Uh, so in this article, uh, quoted saying Arnacle in pointing uh, Ar- Arnold Arnacle. Arnold, in pointing to the possibility of these discs being from another world, said, regardless of their origin, they apparently were traveling to some reachable destination. Whoever controlled them, he said, obviously wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He said the discs were making turns so abruptly and rounding peaks that it would have been impossible for human pilots in, uh, inside to have sur- survived that G-force and pressure. Wow. I know. I mean, that's a, back then, that was under probably an okay assumption but we obviously know that's not true yeah so so he too thinks they were controlled from elsewhere regardless of whether it was from mars venus or our own planet um so this this is crazy man he's got all these stories all these all these newspaper articles everybody is kind of the words getting out so uh, in an AP story from July 19th now, Arnold reiterated his belief that they weren't army. If they weren't army, then they were extraterrestrial. Um, the ex-University uh, of Minnesota swimmer and footballer who Arnold was says he now believes uh, three things. The discs are not from any foreign country. The army could uh, could give an answer if it would. If they don't have any explanation now, they certainly could do something to find out. And lastly, if the army has no explanation on the discs, uh, the discs must be, and I know this sounds crazy, from another planet. So those were his three points that he stuck with. But he keeps going under this assumption that the army would give away top secret classified information. To yeah, the he's basically public. saying, like, we the people want to know what's going on, right? We should know. We have a right to know. That's basically what he's saying. <laughs> America has been fucked up forever, man. They're never going to give that shit out. They don't even give it to us now. Well. Wow. Crazy. Um, so, truth. so this is about two years after at this point. <laughs> so this is now April of uh, 1949. In a skeptical article in the Saturday Evening Post titled, what you, uh, what you Can Believe About Flying Saucers, Arnold was again quoted saying, Since my first observations and report of the so-called flying discs, I have spent a great deal of money and time thoroughly investigating this subject. There's no doubt in my mind that these objects are aircraft of some kind. Uh, it's a very strange design and the material that is unknown to any civilization on this earth. Um, and coming up on the end here, in 1950, a broadcaster named Edward R. Murrow interviewed Arnold, who stated that since June 1947, he had three additional sightings of nine spacecraft. So he saw them three other instances. So. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of, uh, fizzles out after there. Uh, basically he's saying, I saw what I saw. I know what it was. 
Um, there was a military investigation into his story as well that they didn't release any information. Uh, just basically said inconclusive. So uh, that that basically wraps up his story and what he told, uh, what we know that he saw or what he said that he saw, uh, which is still went down in history as the first modern era sighting of UFOs. That's so, what they're called now, UAPs. Yeah. Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Yeah, UAPs. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't have a game, but I have something for you guys to do here. Fuck okay. yeah. I know Matt was waiting for this. All right, so I wrote down my top 10 personal favorite uh, favorite aliens. And I want I want to see if you guys can knock out this top 10 list. Like movie or it can be movie or Yes, just aliens. It can be. Is it like just aliens? That you would like to meet, or just that you enjoy? Just your watching favorite, in like media. It's my favorite. But they're all known aliens. I'm not just making up something. They're aliens from Mars attacks. Aliens. That's what sure. I was going to say. Could That's... be. Could be. Could be right along those lines. So, in Mars true attacks. fashion, I'm going to give. I'm going to give you guys each three strikes here. <laughs> it's only ten, and there's two of you. Uh, okay. We're going to alternate back and forth here. And I'm going to see if you guys can knock them out. And if not, who has the most points at the end of my top 10 list? Nice. Exciting. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So since Matt gave me the first choice in our previous uh, game that we played about Days of uh, Thunder here. Matt, you're going to go first here. I'm going to stick with my Mars Attacks Aliens. Mars Attacks Aliens are number four on my list. (sighs) So, uh, crushing it. Producer Moo. Man. Let's go with uh, Aliens. Alien. Oh, it's a great one. It's a great one. Uh, can you be more specific? Oh, man. I got to remember their names. It has yeah. a name that it goes by that it's known as. I'm trying to remember because there's Predator and then there's Alien. And I don't remember that the, name. The Alien is known as a specific thing. I'll give you a half point for getting to this, but I'll give you the full point if you can give me the name of what it is. Xeno something. I'll give it to you. It's the Xenomorph. I'll I'll give it to you. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll give it to you. Well done. Good enough. Yeah. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody's got a strike yet. Let's see. I want to piggyback off of that, but I don't. I'm going to go the Independence Day Aliens. The Independence Day Aliens is a really strong choice here, but it is not on my list. Oh, shit. What was that Charlie Sheen movie? Because they just didn't have a name. They just went by. It just, the, yeah. Yeah. So it's all of these have aliens. a thing that you can refer to okay. them as. So okay, I will okay. give you your, your first strike. Wait, they all have names? Are you looking? They all have up? something that they are specifically referred hey, to. Hey, you some bitch! Are you looking shit up? Yeah, yeah. Look at him over there. He is. I heard those. What's the He's been typing away. Yeah. Here's the, the Charlie Sheen movie. Is it? I hear the here? clicking and clacking. Over. You can't look anything up. That's in bad spirit of this game. Well, I, I wouldn't. Put your keyboard down. Poor Put your hands up. Want to see your hands? It's not even gonna. You can't. <laughs> it's not even gonna matter because you probably don't remember it, but. Uh, what was it? Charlie Sheen's. It it wasn't. Two and a half men. No, he was in a movie, and the as the black kid was the alien, and he ran funny at the end. Uh, it's like it wasn't like Close Encounters, was it? No, I don't know. But I, I was gonna go with the. Know. I was gonna go with the black kid that runs funny in the end of that Charlie Sheen movie. Was that That's a great answer? answer? Yeah, I don't know. Man. Strike one, sir. <laughs> that was that's what I was, what I was looking up. It was a wrong answer, anyways. All right, all right. Since he didn't use his own, I'm going to go uh, the Predator original recipe. <laughs> Strike two, sir. Damn it! Really? Um, I gotta get deep in the alien bag. I'm realizing yeah. I don't remember as many aliens as like I should. There's a lot, man. There is yeah. a lot. Think like uh, pop culture. I know, in like general. all the video pop game ones. Like I'm not gonna know any of those. Toy Story, little aliens in the claw machine. Oh, that's claw, a great one. Claw machine aliens. That's a yeah. great one. That is a really good answer, but it's not correct. That's strike two. Yeah, this is going so poorly. I'm gonna give you guys four strikes. <laughs> yeah, it's probably There's a, great a lot one. of alien movies, and I never, I don't know any of the actual names that they call them. 
I mean, think of aliens that have names that you know, and you'll probably get closer to the realm of where I'm looking here. It's. I think you guys are overthinking this. I think bit. so too. So I'm gonna. I might have. You know, it's fine. But he's an alien. I'm gonna go with Alf. Oh. True. <laughs> Number eight on my list, sir. <laughs> what about like? Oh, fuck. Like. Back to Moo. Like Mark and Mindy. Was it was it Robert Mork Williams? Mork was alien? the the alien. Mork. Is that your answer? Yeah, yeah. That's strike three. Oh, oh, great guess though. Great guess. What really good strong. I'm trying guess. to hit really some pop culture shit. All know. right, I'm trying to remember his name. The alien from American Dad. His name oh. is. Fuck me. His name's not fuck me, but. I, there, there's literally movies with entire massive amounts of different aliens. Are we there is, I like, want this alien from American be like, But is it going to be like specific, like uh, one specific out of like the Star Trek or Star Wars universe or some shit? No, I, I didn't touch anything like that because there's too oh. many wide answers. So I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. No. That's a great one though. That <laughs> was just off the top of my head. Not on my list, by the way. I, I was thinking maybe Cleons. No, I, I didn't do anything like that. Okay. Um, not like a, a I'm just going to say Alien from American Dad. I can't remember okay. his name. I'll give it to you. It's Roger, Roger. And that is on my list as number six. So right now we're standing at Matt three, John, producer Moo one, Matt at two strikes, Moo at three strikes. So you've got one uh, more strike. Probably out right here. Um Actually, I, I'm looking at my list, and there is it's not really a race, but it is a group of aliens that is known as a specific thing on this list. So that is okay. your, A group of aliens? A small group of aliens that are known as a specific thing. The Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Is that your, your answer there? Is, is The Guardians is not correct. No. Well, they're, they're mostly a small group of... Actually, they all are aliens, because Quill's a god. At least in that universe half god all right god is still a god you want to you want to just run the the table on this matt we got two strikes yeah let's see how many we got left uh you have one two three four five six left on the board (laughs) we're sucking this one i'm just going to tell you i don't know their names um let's go the aliens from halo the video game do they have a name I'm assuming uh, they have a name. They, they do. do. They do. I don't remember what it is. It's, Halo aliens. It's <laughs> the, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, good guess, but no. <laughs> I thought you had a video game one uh, on there. It's not the Flood. The Flood's one race in the game, but it's, uh, I don't know. I know they're like the elites and jackals and everything that are like the subgroups in it. But yeah, no, that's a good guess, but no. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let's go. You know, let's go with your classic, just a, like a Martian. It's your classic Martian. From what? From nothing. Just from, from popular science. Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian is number one on my list, sir. Dude, nice. Power of teamwork. Yes. <laughs> That's why I tried to nudge you. I'm like, come on, okay. girl. You're like, you got the word in there. <laughs> I'm going to stick on I'm gonna stick on this, uh, this route. I'm going to go with the Monstars. That is the group that I was referring to, sir, and you got another one. You are making the best of your last strike here. All right. Let's see. Let's think back onto uh, cinematic history. I think we've hit a lot of the movie ones, the big ones they would say. There's no Predator. You already got the Xenomorphs. We got ones from Mars Attacks. Was Harry and the Hendersons considered an alien? That's no. a Sasquatch. That's a Sasquatch. A, I know he's a, a Sasquatch, cryptozoid. but I don't remember them ever going over his Bigfoots are not aliens. They're they're of no, the they're Earth. Cryptids. Yeah. We they don't know where they come from. You assume like they the come bovine from. legend, a cryptid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, these these are all things that are not of uh Terran origins. We Let's don't know see. that they're of Terran origins. You know what? We haven't talked about these guys in a long time. They're probably not on the list, but I just want to shout them out. I'm going to go the aliens from Signs. Was that what you want to use as your last strike here? Yep. I want to use the Signs aliens. Yeah. The the yeah. water, the water, the water steering. Yeah. Just swing a baseball bat at a couple old glasses of water. And that's a really good guess, man. Off but they it go. Is, it's off. 
Mm-hmm. It's off the list. So, yeah. well done, though, Matt. You got one, two, yeah, three, four, five Matt. off the list, man. There you you killed half the list. All right. So to round it out, uh, Matt, you got my number one, which was Marvin the Martian. Well done. Love that guy. Very number nice. two, you guys did not get, is the Great Gazoo from oh, the Flintstones. Flintstones. That's a great yeah. one. That's yeah, yeah. That's uh one of my favorites up there. Uh, I remember watching the Flintstones as a kid, and that was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I always remember hoping for that, like those episodes, because there was only like two or three actual episodes with them. And you had oh, it was to, more like, than that. It was more than well, that. But you always had to catch the right one when it was in syndication. He came later into the series because they felt like they needed to actually ingest something off. new. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. They were dropping yeah. off, and they felt like they needed to pump some new stuff into the series. So he did come later in the Flintstones. Um. All right, so next was number three, which neither of you got, which was uh, Dr. Zoidberg from Futurama. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. He's good one. one of my favorites. Uh, Matt, you got number four, which was the Mars Attacks Aliens. Matt, you got number five, which was the Monstars. Matt, you got number six, which was Roger from American Dad. Neither of you hit number seven, and this is one of my favorites, uh, The Iron Giant. Oh That's yes, good. it's one that of my one, one of my one. favorite aliens over there. Um, Matt, you got number eight, which was Alf. Uh, <laughs> I love Alf. Have you had Alf? Alf. So good. I'm pretty sure uh, my first word. Alf. <laughs> uh, Producer Moo, your one and only shot on the board here was the Xenomorph from uh, Alien. Yeah, I barely got that. <laughs> you did. You you limped your way to that one point. Uh, and and lastly, Not the first time. I I will give you each an opportunity to get this one last uh, alien on the board here. What what, like movie? What media form does it take? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, I will give you. I will give you this. So this is an alien from a movie. Oh shit! And he has a name. He has a name. He has a name. It's not the chick from Species, then. All right, so Matt, your your guess is ET is my first. I have a backup guess, but just stood for extraterrestrial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stick with that one. (laughs) All right. So he has a name. Name. I'm sure he had a name. I'm I'm gonna let you push that one aside. He has a name. Name. Okay, Seth Rogen, alien in the movie with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. That alien. I forget his name. So you're going his with... His name was... Not Ted. Was it Ted? It was the name of the movie. Ted. Ted. No. Paul. Producer Moo with Paul. Was, yeah. Yeah. There you go. You were you were right there. Ted, uh, yep. Ted was the... Yeah, yeah, we got it. Thank you. Ted was the bear that came out around the same time. Ted was the bear. Yeah, he was the bear. Not an alien. Paul was awesome, mm-hmm. actually. That was a really good movie. That was a fun movie. So you you made it respectable by putting one more point on the board there, but Matt yeah. still is victorious here. Oh. But Matt's kind well, of the king of the truth. Love aliens. Well done, gentlemen. Like you, well done, I mean, Matt. You you really you really cleared yeah, half the yeah, board here. <laughs> you, you get yeah. you get your points there. And honestly, he gave me that last one because he just he was guiding you right. He was shoving you right into the right direction here. But there you go. Teamwork. Yeah, it was, it was teamwork, teamwork, but you know what? You know what I like best about Paul, though, hmm. was his ability to run faster, jump higher, and frolic harder. Bye, bye. Say bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>